You're listening to an N Stars podcast production. I'm Adam Mock, a 40-something-year-old film critic, and we just watched a movie that proves kids' parents need to be around when they sign contracts. <laughs> I was waiting to be mad at that, and I was like, no, that's true. I'm Melanie Weir, and this is the last time that I will say I am a 26-year-old former theater major, and we watched this movie for my birthday, which is on Friday. Yep, and we are about to make you watch... A podcast. Welcome back to Made You Watch a Podcast, and it's a very special episode for Melanie. Yeah, I, I already, I, I gave you the lead already. My birthday's <laughs> in, uh, my birthday's on October 8th. <laughs> there you go. So we decided for her birthday, she got to choose whatever she wanted, and what did you choose, Mel? I chose The Little Mermaid, which is my favorite movie ever. Oh, why do you love this movie so much? I, I don't I, good question. I have loved this movie since I was a really, really little kid, like too little to remember really? why I loved it. I think I just... I mean, the answer is actually obvious. I identify very strongly with Ariel. I was gonna, get, I was gonna ask, is she a little ADD? Oh, Ariel has ADHD out off the wall. She yeah. misses singing rehearsals. It's not that she doesn't enjoy singing. She has ten thousand other hobbies. She hoards things like nobody's business. Oh my business. god! Her collections. I've never thought about that before. <laughs> baby girl, her collections are just like my mug collection, my bracelet collection, my Funko Pop collection. I have a lot more of those. <laughs> my book collection. She just likes. Things and the reason she likes things is because she likes. I'm here. Sorry. I'm sitting different today because I've been learning to sit up straighter because I've been slouching so much that I'm folding myself in half. Anyway, Ariel loves people and she loves like the weird little things that people do. And that's always been like one of my really like special interests that's hard to describe. Yeah. And I felt like the movie identified it for me in a way that I didn't have words for. Also, Ariel's dad was kind of a hard ass. My dad was kind of a hard ass. But also, I was telling Adam He's while we were watching... a father with all daughters. <laughs> I mean, Jesus. Triton has many excuses. He's also running a kingdom. I was telling Adam while yeah. we were watching, this was the best example of the relationship I had with my dad, because Triton wasn't mean. He he just... He, he had a short fuse and he yelled a lot. And admittedly, destroying her stuff was bad. And yeah, my no, dad, that scene is... Cr- something my dad never would have done. That's pretty crushing. But it was dramatized, and it was like, it was dramatizing this relationship between, like, two really, really, a really strong-willed parent and his, like, very strong-willed, too similar to me for your own good daughter. And that's very much the relationship that I had with my father growing up, so I think that was part of it, too. Yeah, I can see that. I love you, Dad. <laughs> hi. <laughs> I'm Mr. Weir. <laughs> I have to say hi to your parents every episode. <laughs> I swear. It happens often. It happens a lot. Do I talk about my parents? Look, my parents are cool. My parents are my hey, friends. My parents seem pretty cool. They're cool people. We uh, hang out. So we watched the Disney 1990, 1989. 1989. Sorry. I tripped over my tongue because I was having a little moment. Um, and this was a Howard Ashman joint, right? Yes, it was. From our, I think that was the 16th episode we did, Howard? Yes, and I do believe it's what he was hired for. Yeah. Yeah, um, and that's how you were, well, when you were looking at the cast list, you're like, wow, it's a lot of Broadway people. Like yeah. Jody Benson got pulled directly from Smile, which was another musical he did. Um, before this. And these were the days when Disney stunt casting was very Z- minimal. Disney I mean, was not stunt casting there, this. I mean, there are names in this um, who younger people wouldn't know them. Like, uh, Pat Carroll played Ursula. Yeah, well, they know Pat Carroll because she played Ursula. Yeah. Um, 
Rene Abagenois, who he, if you're a Star Trek fan and you've watched Deep Space Nine, he plays Odo on that, and he's awesome. He's like a shape, oh! he's a shapeshifter. I've seen a few episodes of Deep he's Space the Nine. I really like it. Face. He creeps me out. That's the guy. Yeah. That's the guy who played the chef. That's oh, King Louis. King Louis, not King Louis. Not chef King, Louis. Chef Louis. Yeah, that's Rene Abagenois. I just like saying his name, Rene Abagenois. With a cleaver, I hack them in two. <laughs> you have Buddy Hackett, who. I remember from doing Chef Poopy. Chef Poopy, that girl that's hard to get. I, I'm aware of the song. <laughs> it's one of the greatest things Family Guy ever parodied, and it's a it's an end zone dance that they do. And they reenact the entire scene. What was Chef Poopy originally? It was from The Music Man, I believe. I've, you're right, it is from The Music yeah. Man, and I've never seen The Music Man, and I think The Music Man is opening on Broadway now or soon, and Will really yeah. wants to go see it. And I will say, I'm not... Loving the new casting of Aquafina as Scuttle. I, I'll I wait until I see it. I, it's not. But you said something that I thought was good. They're over. They're overdoing her. Yeah, and I don't want to get tired of Aquafina. No, I, I like, like Aquafina, Aquafina a lot, and I'm just tired. It happens with every like actor who just becomes like the new it thing. Yeah. And Disney is just every movie she's in. They're going a little. Maybe it was always this heavy-handed, and I just didn't notice when I was a kid. I mean, this will be her. Th- third or fourth Disney film. What else has she been in? She was in Ra- uh, Raya, The Last I Dragon. I still have not seen Raya. Excellent movie. I was really looking forward that's to it f- coming out, and then I was one. deeply depressed, and um, I didn't want to watch anything new. She was in uh, Shang-Chi. Which I also haven't seen. That's a really decent one. I, I had a good time. That's it's the fun movie. That's like Return to Shang-Chi action. was like the last major thing that I didn't see. After Shang-Chi, I picked myself up, and I was like, all right, we're going to watch new stuff again. Shang-Chi is, is, is a fun time. Um... And she's in The Little Mermaid, Scuttle, the, the seagull. Yeah. I, I just I just love that Buddy Hackett voice. He just had that. I had a buddy who I used to work with, Ray, who he tells this story. His dad used to run a big hotel in Manhattan. So a lot of celebrities were always staying there. And he knew Buddy Hackett. Ooh. And when he was a little, little kid, they went bowling. And Buddy Hackett threw him down the lane. <laughs> he picked him up and just slid him down the lane into a bunch of bullets. The way you described that the first time, I was picturing this child just being launched. Like that child in that... I mean, if you've seen Buddy Hag, he's a big... He's just a big fat dude. I mean, he's... But he was just very expressive and funny. And the second I heard that voice, I'm just like, oh, I miss Buddy Hag. He was just one of those great comedians from back in the day. Mm. Edie McClurg is in this. Um... From Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Oh, they think he's a righteous dude. Played Mrs. Poole on, um, you never saw oh, Valerie's Family. Or no, Hogan I Family. didn't. But as soon as you did the voice, I was like, oh, it's Carlotta. Yeah, yeah. Um, just a lot of actors who you wouldn't really know them, but you've heard them in a million different things. The the kid who plays Eric was uh, Greg Brady in the Brady Bunch movies. I love his voice. And he was also Peter Parker in the Fox version of Spider-Man. Cartoons. Which I think my little brother watched. It was a, that I, was a fun one. I, I love that cartoon. I remember liking his voice. If that's the one he was watching, I it, yeah. it was whatever they put him in front of him in front of, in front of him when he was little, so like some point in the early 2000s. Yeah. So, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to play the trailer because I realize we haven't done that yet. I love that trailer. And uh we'll be right back. Enjoy this. It's mildly threatening. <laughs> Enjoy you, it. You goddamn better. For over 50 years, Walt Disney has turned classic stories into classic animated motion pictures. Now the tradition continues as one of the world's greatest stories becomes the newest Disney motion picture classic. The Little Mermaid. I want to be where the people are. 
I wanna see, wanna see them dancing Up where they walk, up where they run Up where they stay all day in the sun It's the story of Ariel, a beautiful young mermaid who wants to become human He's very handsome, isn't he? I don't know, he looks kinda hairy and slobbery to me Not that one the other one. And she'll strike a bargain with a powerful sea witch. Have we got a deal? To make her dream come true. What I want from you is your voice. My voice? You've got it, sweet cakes. Ariel's been turned into a human. Have you lost your senses completely? The human world, it's a mess. Now, the Little Mermaid is exploring the mysteries of her strange new world. What's your name? What's wrong? You can't speak? But to regain her voice, the sea witch's spell must be broken. Move it! We got an emergency here! Broken by the kiss of true love. Kiss the girl. It's Walt Disney Pictures' 28th full-length animated motion picture, featuring dozens of delightful new Disney characters and seven magical new songs. Shalala, shalala, don't stop now. This holiday season, share the wonder and magic of a very special entertainment event. A fantastic adventure above the waves and under the sea. Under the sea! Under the sea! Walt Disney Pictures, The Little Mermaid. All right, we're back, and I enjoyed this. I have seen bits and pieces. We did kind of cheat on this one. It was it was enough for me that he hadn't seen it all the way through. Well, I've literally never sat through the whole movie, but I've walked in on it. You right. know, it was like if you had it's a, one of those films. You had a shitty day at school, they put it on for you. You know, like oh, I just... wish my teachers had put on The Little Mermaid, but we all we got we always got Finding Nemo. Yeah, I mean, this came out. <sighs> 1989. You said you were 13? I was, I was... 89, I'd be 10. We were talking about Aladdin. Yeah. Well, no, Aladdin, I was 13. Yeah. That, and that's my jam. I, Aladdin is top tier for me. That, like, not... Lilo and Stitch, Aladdin, and Lion King are, Aladdin like, was my, the first time, I think... Yeah. No, the first time both your romantic leads had distinctive enough personalities. Because, yeah. like, you could say the Beast had a distinctive personality, but his personality was being abrasive, so I'm not sure that counts. I have way too many problems with Beauty and the Beast, just story-wise. Uh, that is Stockholm Syndrome, the movie. <laughs> when you really think about it, that is... That's an abuse story. But the whole... Wait a minute. <clears throat> like, he lets her go. Yeah, well, he lets her go, but, like... With ultimatums and shit. There's no ultimatums. And all of those poor little creature people who worked for him all got turned into like horrible shit. You got turned into a cool monster. At least you could do stuff. Yeah, no, I mean, you could like I don't know, like go to the bathroom once in a I while. You're not book. an ottoman. I read a book called Beastly when I was in high school, and it actually showed like the witch came back afterwards to like oh. admit she was wrong, and it turned out she was like really young. She's like, yeah, I fucked up. I was a young. Witch. I'm actually a really bad witch. Like people keep trying to throw me out of like organizations. I barely remember. Are you She's like, serious? I'm really bad at what I do. I thought maybe this would redeem me. I don't know. I see now that I was being an asshole, but like, what can I do? I can't undo the curse. Was this just like what they did kind of like with Wicked, where they wrote a book kind of explaining sort of. the world? Yeah, it actually became a movie. I think Selena Gomez no, was, was Vanessa Hudgens was in it. There you go. There we go. One of those And the Disney guy stars. was not beastly at all. He really wasn't. He had like two little scars in his face. Go fuck it yourself, pretty boy. It was one of those boy. very like, it was airbrushed like it was 2010. It probably was. Dude, like 2010. he was better looking than most dudes 
even with the scars. It's just, I, yeah, they were really afraid to make people look creepy for a certain period of time. Yeah. We just, we put a veneer on everything. Yeah, I mean, my, I like I like my um, Ron Perlman, Beauty and the Beast with Linda Hamilton. It was a TV show in the 80s. Who's that, Ron Perlman? I know that name. Hellboy. Yes. Yeah. He what? Pl- he oh, played, that makes sense. He played the Beast, and he looked awesome. They made him look like a lion. And it's Ron Perlman just being big as shit. I think I always think it's funny the different interpretations people do with yeah. the Beast because I've read older fairy tales or like short fiction by authors that I liked in college. Yeah. Um, that was like described him as a lion, or one of them described him as like a griffin. It was really cool. That makes sense. Disney went with wildebeest, which I I, I thought I was like kind of looked like a lion. A little, but he has horns. Yeah, I guess he has horns. I think he's supposed to be a wildebeest. Okay. Sounds fine. Well, I thought I really We're not know even talking about Beauty and the Beast today. We're talking about Little, little like. Mermaid. We're talking about the Little Mermaid. As a matter of fact, I forgot to bring these out after the trailer came out. Uh-oh. But when I went to Disney World right before I started this job, I finally got Mickey ears and I got these ones and I'm going to wear them because I never get to wear these. <laughs> and now you have an excuse. The birthday They girl. make these to their credit. I never wore them when I was on a roller coaster, but I maintain that they would have stayed on. Dude, there's a fork on that thing. It's a dingle hopper. A yeah, dingle wait, is it behind this ear? Yeah. It's got a little, uh, it, it, even one of the tines is bent. I love that. So <laughs> They really pay attention to detail. This movie is pretty cut and dry. It's nothing, it's not like the deepest movie in the world. It's about a young girl who's very just outwardly wants to be a human. Yep. She wants to see a world outside of her own, which, because she's a mermaid. She's got a bunch of, like, sisters who they do nothing with other than having a quick musical number. And Can a, I remember all their names now? I couldn't during the song, now that I've had the song refresher. And Arista, all... Atina, Adela, Al- Al- Adela, Alana, Arista, Atina, Adela, Alana. I'm forgetting two and Ariel. I always forget the two in the middle. I don't know. Arista, Atina. I don't no. even see them in the credits. No. I mean, they all look like the... They look like pretty versions of the Wicked Stepsisters from Cinderella. They all have kind of long faces and Pointy very little. overdone hairstyles that look way old. Well, the one girl is clearly like in training to be the queen. That's why her hair is doing that. Like oh, really? She's got a crown on. Ari- so Ariel's Arista. supposed to be the youngest. Oh, yeah. Ariel's the baby. Arista is a Arista's a full adult. Arista, they portray her as Oh, the... because you're talking about the sequels to this puppy. Yes. Gotcha, gotcha. Because gotcha. Adam doesn't know how canon the Little Mermaid sequels <laughs> are. I'm coming up with things like these loopholes that make no sense. You're like, they explain it in the sequel. They explain this in the sequel. He literally just kept being like, well, wait, if her dad, like, can't he, like, give her, like, can he give her fins again? Can she return to the ocean for holidays? And I'm like, just sitting, turn Eric into a fish so he can come over for Christmas? And I'm I don't just know. sitting here like, Atlantean Christmas? That's because probably I, fun. Because I cannot spoil the plot of The Little Mermaid 2 Return to the Sea because now I'm going to make you watch it because actually when I was little I also loved that one because the little girl's name was Melody and that's this close to being my name. Melody, wow. So she's supposed to show up to this um, music number that um, Sebastian, the little crab. If she'd ever show um, up for rehearsals. If she'd ever show up for rehearsals. If only she Played by up. Samuel E. Wright. He, you said he was originally supposed to be British. and They, they were just going to make him a British crab. And then Howard Ashman was like, Yo, make him Jamaican. What if he was Jamaican? There's no anybody of color in this film. Yes, yeah, and he did. And then they wrote Under the Sea, and it was great. Under the Sea is amazing. Like, that's what scares me about the new live action. I'm so worried that, like, Sebastian's going to look like an actual crab. All the fish are going to have normal, like, fish features, the way they did with the Lion King. Yeah, the Lion King was... There's no expression on any of their... It it loses all the magic 
that a cartoon makes for people. Yeah, I'm holding out hope because I think that I'm they're... Not, I'm not shitting on it right away. Right. I, I, I believe in the magic of Disney, whatever is left in their shores, enough to think that it can still be done if they actually take the time to slow down and pay attention to what they're doing and really think and not just try to do it as a quick cash yeah. grab. They have been working on this particular movie for long enough that I think it's possible that that's what they're doing. Yeah. But I just have to have my fingers crossed because after the pandemic, you really never know. They were just waiting to see how, um, uh, what's that movie, um, Aquaman came out. They're like, all right, let's see how they did it. And then let's overwork all of our CGI artists. Our visual uh, effects guys are going to have a nightmare with this movie. Because Waters, thought they had to learn how to animate water they did. for this movie. And they did a hell of a job. They did. It looked lovely. You know, it doesn't look as good as like something like Tarzan, but Tarzan came out so... Several years yeah, later. Yeah, so I mean... I think actually almost a full decade. Yeah, no, it was... No, exactly a full decade later. Oh, was it? Yeah, 1999. Okay. Yeah, because the fire on that boat did not look as cool as the one in Tarzan. Oh, well, yeah. You know? Like, Tar- they literally took almost the same boat burning scene and then put it in Tarzan and just made it better. Yeah. Of course, they had the help of... They had figured out how to use CGI by then yeah. on the boat a little bit. And this movie, fun fact, contains Disney's first ever use of CGI in an animated film. When Ariel is running down the stairs, the background is CGI. Yeah, that was a little off-putting at first because I'm like... Oh, shit. That's CGI. Because I didn't know when I was little, but I always did think that scene. I was like, ooh, the stairs look so smooth. That's very satisfying to look at. Yeah, yeah. It was weird. It's amazing where they went from here to their next movie, Beauty and the Beast, was only two years later, and that whole ballroom scene was CGI'd. Yeah, well, this was after a string of failures. They were not doing well. This was like the introduction to, like, Disney 2.0. Which is why they were willing to try so many of the things that they tried in this movie. Here's exactly... Which is what Disney does not do anymore. This they is... just redo shit. Yes. Because lazy they have too much money fucks. and too much power. Unfortunately, as we have learned at this job, artists kind of do their best work when they're under the gun. Yeah. Um, and Disney was kind of under the gun with this one and all of the other fairy tale movies because while they were working on this, also Beauty and the Beast was in the shitter. Yeah. Like it was doing a terrible job. Another like, Howard Ashman. Movie. Yeah, well, and they hadn't put him on it yet yeah. because they saw what he did with this movie and they were like, put him on Beauty and the Beast. He was trying to get Aladdin made and mm. they didn't quite like see it. That's right. And then they were like, all right, but look, we need you on Beauty and the Beast. Somebody has to save this movie from the depths of despair. And then they saved it and it was one of the most gorgeous movies ever made. And then before it came out, he died. Yeah. And of AIDS, if you didn't ever see the Howard episode, listen to that. I think it's episode sixteen. We yeah. did the Howard episode, and it's a phenomenal one of the one of the best docs I've seen in a it's long really time. It's really beautiful, it's and excellent. it's about this man as you. He's my hero. Yeah. He. And who was his writing partner? Alan Menken. Alan Menken. I can never remember his name. Mm-hmm. Everybody <laughs> now is like, oh, Lin Manuel Miranda and Alan Menken. Lin Manuel Miranda and Alan Menken. They're the golden duo, and it's like all the kids today. They work together now. Though frequently. Really, I didn't yeah. realize that. I always thought Lin Manuel did everything himself. I don't. I think and that's why I hate I'm everything. I'm pretty he sure does. if they don't work together, then the kids online have yeah. it very confused. I mean, I get I get shit for not liking Lin Manuel. I just he's not. I don't like his style. I think he's fun. I think Disney is overusing him a touch. That. That was a big part of why I don't like him. Is I, I just got sick of him fast. Forgot I loved Encanto, but I don't need three Encantos in a row. I live near Manhattan. All I hear about is, did you see Hamilton yet? Did you see Hamilton yet? You I, I'm like, no, because there's other shit I could watch. Um, <laughs> no, but he... I, and he, it's on Disney+. Plus. Anyway, Howard, <laughs> and then he wrote Aladdin... And he never got to do it because nope. uh, he he was dead, yeah. which is really really sad. So he did he did some of Aladdin. Didn't he, he wrote the screenplay, I uh, believe, the so original screenplay. The and I when he wrote screenplays, he also wrote lyrics. He uh, wasn't actually 
he, if I remember correctly from the doc, and this is part of what inspired me, because me too, yep. he didn't read music or write music. Like, he couldn't, he, like, it wasn't his thing, but he knew exactly what he wanted his songs to sound like. And he would sit there, like, painstakingly with Alan Menken and, like, tell him, like, no, I want it to be more like this, like, with a trill here and, like, make that sound happier, which is fun. Because I've written exactly one song for musical theater one time when I was trying to work on a musical with my friend Jordan, and that's exactly how we wrote it. Jordan yeah. is a fascinating, like, fascinatingly talented musician. Like, I, I I cannot compute the way his brain works, the way he can write songs. And he was able to help me write this one song just by sitting there with a guitar with me. And I was like, no, I want it somewhere like this. And he was oh, like that. Yeah. And they had a partnership like that. And like, I saw that in the doc. And it was, I really missed Jordan too, because we had just spent like two years living together in the pandemic hit, and we both had to move home with our parents. And I was just like crying. Aww. I was like, is this me and me? Are we the same? I've gone off on a tangent about <laughs> Howard Ashman. So watch that episode. If you don't watch the episode, <clears throat> just watch the documentary Howard on Disney Plus. Yeah, it's definitely worth your watch. And you, you forget how much this man gave to the world. He gave. I would. He I gave you your. If you're my age, he gave you your entire childhood. He gave me the old, the first musical I truly loved, Little Little Shop of Horrors. Yes, he did. He wrote that one too. That when when I found Without that out. Lincoln. I was, because I saw that when I was a kid in the theater, and, and my God, that movie, that movie, the movie too, the movie's phenomenal with Rick Moranis, but that was, that was magic to me. I mean, there's vines coming out of the ceiling, scaring the shit out of you. People are getting, like, murdered by a plant on stage, and it's just, it's it was so not, not musical theater. Broadway, yeah. and it was gorgeous and ballsy and... You see a lot of that in his work. That's what I love about his work. His work is weird. Yeah. Like, straight, that's how you have to, it's weird, and that's what's wonderful about it. He wrote yeah. for the oddballs and the outcasts and the weirdos, because yeah. he was one, because he was, we've been dancing around this, he was a gay man in the 80s. Yeah, during the AIDS crisis during in New York. During the AIDS crisis in New York, and his life was just riddled with tragedy and sadness, but he was this happy, hopeful man who just wrote it into all this stuff, and like, Sort of gave this gift to the next generation that was like, look, like shit's hard, but like we made it and so can you. Here's yeah. a movie. It was great. So this movie, Ariel is supposed to be at this recital that Sebastian is the, he's kind of the He's court the musician. court composer. There you go. And it was supposed the to be. The court composer, Horatius, Felonius, Ignatius, Crustaceous, Sebastian. <laughs> I didn't even hear that part. That's weird. Um, so I've seen this movie so many times. Triton shows up. He looks all baller. And evidently, Kermit the Frog, Goofy, Donald, and Mickey were all in the crowd in, as mermen. It's very important that they be there for this auspicious event. I'm going to go back and rewatch it later just to see that part. Um, Triton's all excited because he's like, oh, yes, my daughters are going to be doing this great thing today, and blah, yes. blah, blah. And then they introduce all the girls. And then, and our sister, Ariel, and they open she's up a clam. She's not in the clam And shop. she's not in the clam. She's out treasure hunting with, with her little buddy. What's his name? Flounder. Flounder. Who's not a flounder, by the way. No, he's like an angelfish, I think. I don't Yeah, maybe. Well, I, I don't know. I think what. he was an angelfish. His fish. eyes are on the front of his face. That is how I learned how to draw cartoons, was Disney style and Warner Brothers style. That, those big eyes where you, you do a dark line in the back, that's your eyelash. And then you just do a full oval. Yeah. And it is one of the funnest ways to, like, just get expression out of a character. My, I drew anime eyes first. Mm, anime eyes was big for your generation. Yes, like, it it's, was. It, my generation, we all drew Disney Warner Brothers style, because that's what we had. You guys, and then it kind of went a little family guy and, and the Simpsons with circles. Pokemon. 
And then, my drawing yeah. style was Pokemon. That's what I was imitating when I was a kid. Yeah. Pokemon and Teen Titans. Oh, I did yeah. not do a very good job imitating the Teen Titans, <laughs> but Pokemon I could do passively. There you go. Well, they're, they're not even like real creatures, so it's a little you get a little leeway. Yeah. You know. Oh, I couldn't draw the creatures. I oh, just no. meant the. I, I, I the could people. draw the trainers, and by possibly, I mean passively for an eight-year-old that you wouldn't believe that a professional animator drew this cartoon. <laughs> the trick for anime is get that hair right. Yeah. <laughs> get the hair. that hair right. Cause I think that's why I liked it, because drawing the hair was so fun. Yeah. And didn't move. <laughs> so Ariel is off in a sunken ship. A shipwreck. She. You get that sense she does this a lot. They get chased by a bunch of sharks and all kinds of stuff and then they go to the surface and they meet scuttle who scuttles telling them incorrect things explains all what he thinks the human world is about and the first thing is a fork and it's a dingle hopper and she thinks it's for combing your hair which this was humans use these babies to straighten the hair. Yeah, you, you put it on top and you spin it around and boom, twirl there, there and a yank there and voyola. <laughs> you got an aesthetically pleasing hairdo that humans go nuts for. <laughs> um, he shows her a pipe. They look at a pipe and he thinks it's an instrument. Like, he's just a little off about everything because he's a goddamn seagull. He's, he's just as bad as her. He doesn't really Wait, hang out with can you re can you re-say all of that? Because I want to do a quick cut from my hair being in front of my face to it being normal. I think it would be really funny. Look at me thinking of video elements while we do this. So what do you want? Just just start your <coughs> sentence over. So he, he teaches the dingle hopper. He teaches her what the pipe is. It's a, Which is a snarf flat. Snarf flat. He Humans used to sit around all day and stare at each other. <laughs> Got very bored. Got very bored. So they invented this snarf flat to make fine music. And it's like one of those kind of Sherlock Holmes pipes. Yeah. And he blows it and all this crap shoots he out says, of it. He says, oh, there was a mistake in the Disney Plus captions. Take note. He says it's stuffed. The caption said it's stuck. Oh, someone got lazy. <laughs> I, 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 it's actually an easy mistake to make. I just, I've seen the movie so many times. I know for a fact he says stuffed. Oh, I'm sure. So you basically find out that, you, you know, they... Go back to her little hoarder's den, which is just this kind of cool It's a little, it's Ariel's tunnel. grotto. Yeah, it's just this big, wide kind of tunnel of shelves and things that she's made. And she's got hundreds of crap. She got like... She's got a globe. She has some dancing figurines, well, a music box, a dining she's set. Like, I have 20 or something like that. She you opens up a, a bunch of corkscrews. I got 20. <laughs> but yeah, she has corkscrews. What's interesting to me is she has a fork, a spoon, and a knife on a display in the thing. Uh, what yeah. does she think the spoon and the knife are for? She see, clearly knows they go together. So here's my problem with the whole fork bit. Her dad literally carries a fucking fork around with him all day. Here's my problem. Why wouldn't she go, oh, it's like a little baby trident. Here's my problem that I'm having back from that. Why does he carry that? They don't... That was just always... They don't eat fish. They're not supposed to eat fish. A trident is a tool for catching and eating fish. I mean, but what do they eat? I do. Seaweed. Uh, they seaweed? talk a lot about kelp and seaweed in the oh, animated okay. show when I was little. So I was going to say, because that's just like eating your friends. They just kind of gloss over that one. I get the feeling that some fish are intelligent and some fish aren't, maybe. Fish are friends. Maybe they're just like, don't think about it. They eat plants. There you go. You get the um, Part of Your World song. Which Jeffrey Katzenberg wanted to cut from the movie. What a fucking moron. Oh <laughs> my god. That thing was iconic. That and Under the Sea. He told Howard Ashman he wanted to cut that from a movie and Howard Ashman threw a fit. They had a fight. Well, and he was like, was all right. The, what was it? They Kids would fidget during He's this? He's like, no, I'm a trained wiggle detector. And uh, <laughs> I, I, kids will start wiggling within the first five minutes. And okay, fine, fine. Some of them will. But you are catering to one type of child when you 
you do that? I wasn't a wiggly child. Yeah. I mean, I was, but I stayed in place. I was still watching the film. Why do you... That's another thing. <laughs> Why do you assume that when children are moving, they're not watching the movie? I move all the time when we film yeah. this podcast. I can't sit still. Does it mean I'm not paying attention? No. I mean, I'll admit... I'm Jeffrey? Ne- I'm never a huge ballad guy just because I'm not... I'm not a musical guy. Fine! And that's cool. So, like, I like the fun songs. Like, that's why I love Under the Sea. I think that's the best song in this movie. <laughs> Thank you. What more are you looking for? Anyway. And, um, but that song literally gives you the entire plot. Like, you need yeah. part of your world because it's the plot of the fucking movie. Howard dude. Ashman had to go in with his traditionally educated musical theater man ass yeah. and tell them, no. This is an I want song. This is the basics of musical theater structure. Your company is failing because you stopped putting these in your musicals yeah. and your musicals are aimless and don't have sense. Yeah. People don't mind musicals when the music makes sense in context. And they didn't really do music per se. Like if you watch a lot of the old ones like Cinderella, sure you have numbers, but every once in a while you'll just hear a chorus out of nowhere. Yeah, and they wiggle detectors. Bro, that's how you make kids fall asleep. Show yeah, that them. movie's slow as shit. Yeah. It's cute, Music but it's slow. in the background, instead yeah. of having the characters sing? Yeah, no, it... it they will fall asleep. Yeah, and and that... that That's a beautifully rendered... That whole scene looks gorgeous. I mean, they do the lighting really well, which is another complaint with this new one. That's... Okay, Again, I, I will never say anything about the casting. The casting means nothing to me. Well, except the, Melissa McCarthy. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't like Melissa McCarthy in the, as Ursula. I'm sorry. It's I think just, she can we, do it. We said we need an overweight actress who's really popular. You, I, I like your idea. I, this, this is my hot take. This, this is, is a my hot take. Way better way to do Ursula. Uh, wait, what's my, oh? I have two hot takes. My first hot take is less of a hot take, and this is not the idea that you love. I think Melissa McCarthy can pull it out. Mm. I think she has a depth of something in her that has not been accessed by the work she's been doing she's so not far. Smoky enough. She doesn't have that kind of. I yes, darling. How are you today? I see it in her that maybe she can be if they don't try to pigeonhole her too much. And don't I make don't her know. do stupid shit and fall yes. down a flight of stairs every four minutes. Let her be <laughs> a, a an intimidating Let fat, woman with, fat woman, fat woman with grace and beauty, and like her own kind of sexiness because that is what Ursula is. Yeah, but your but actual take, actual which idea I love, they should have they should have cast a drag queen. Dude. We live in a day and age where RuPaul's Drag Race is everywhere. Yeah. Disney, don't be cowards. She, Just cast a drag queen. She looks like a drag queen. She it was what, based, she was on, based a drag on a drag queen. Name Divine. Look, you yeah. guys, I'm speaking directly to the executives at Disney right now. You guys cannot separate yourself from queer history. Nope. It is woven into your most popular stories. Stop <laughs> fighting it and go with the grain because the yeah. thing is, the kids who grew up on those stories who actually love them, a lot of them identify with it because they're queer. And they were hearing queer voices like Howard Ashman and going, oh, I don't know why, but you get me. If you guys would just stop fighting this, you could be a positive, progressive Mm -hmm. voice and like lead the conversation instead of like halfway siding with weird behind the times Republicans who are going to be like, they're going to be obsolete in a few years anyway. Stop waffling. Pick a side already and and pick the right one. They keep talking about, we want inclusivity, inclusivity. You put a drag queen in this puppy? Nobody will say shit for so long. You, listen, Ursula is one of the coolest designed villains. She's one of the best villains. She really is. That smile, just subtle fangs, the way her tentacles are like a different character. She wants power in a way that I believe, too. I'm not questioning her motivation the whole time. And she's not gorgeous. 
She's, she she's, is, but like in her own way. She's like, I don't even know how to. Ex- she, they didn't draw a femme fatale. No. They drew a self-confident woman. Yeah. Who looks the way she does. And she just has that way of speaking, darling. Yes. And you're just like, oh my god, now I, this is like. And she was doing is, Tim Curry almost. When that voice comes out of a stick, skinny woman, it sounds different. It's yeah. not good or bad, but it's a different character. Oh, no. She has vibrato. She has bass to her voice because she's heavier, so her diaphragm works differently, and she's an older woman. There's a reason opera singers are so frequently portrayed as, like, really big. The, the, yeah. It's not over till the fat lady sings because the fat lady sings really fucking well. Yeah, and I mean, if you see Pat Carroll, she's so sweet. She's the oh sweetest looking woman in the she's world. She looks, dead, like, she, looks right? like, yeah, she looks like my Aunt Pat, and it cracks me up. <laughs> who also passed away sadly they, uh, that's another thing like I, it's they it's it's so weird the way they because i think what you were saying about them casting melissa mccarthy because they're like mm, we need a fat actress like it but that it's, was, it's exactly like how rebel wilson kept getting cast like there's nothing wrong with the fact that she's a fat woman in hollywood that's great that's yeah. like be you the way your body is when you are a healthy person but it's it's so weird because it's almost like she's commodified as a fat woman, and that's we, that's gross yeah. too in a way I can't put words on. Like just cat, I, I. It's so. I hard. mean, I, I don't like using the term fat. I I mean, she's overweight. I don't think fat people mind okay. the term fat. Like I mean, that's I just what I've come, I didn't mean it that way. I know. No, but that's just like the word I've been taught to use. She's voluptuous. So she's, many people. She's a Mae West. So many people try to talk around the word yeah. when like. I've just heard from a lot of women like Lizzo will be like, no, I'm a big bitch. Like, I'm fat. Like, get get over it. Like, like know who would have nailed this like five to ten years ago is um, Kathy Bates. Yeah. Kathy Bates oh. is fucking Ursula, dude. Oh, dude, that would be perfect. She could do it now. Honestly. She probably could do it now. She, but... And That's God, it. And God help me if they don't if they make her gigantic, it's gonna look so weird at the end when she turns into a giant monster. That's, I put words. I you. I help. think she should turn into like a kraken or something. Yes. That'll look way cooler because just seeing a giant Melissa McCarthy is gonna look so fucking bizarre. I they're gonna do they gotta do because yeah I'm so used to seeing her in yeah. comedy that if they do that with her I. It might tip it over the edge for It'll me. look dumb as donkey shit. Yeah. But, um... It's all about how they do it, though. I won't say anything about the yeah. live-action Little Mermaid until I see it. Because yeah, I've no, been no. looking forward to this movie since before I left high school. I just don't like the way they lit the trailer. I thought the trailer looked... And I think well, what did you say about fan-baiting? Go ahead. Go off for uh, a while. Oh, they, I talked about it last week. They totally fan-baited that, that trailer. Yeah, but you didn't describe it as... You described fan-baiting to me today in a way that, like, I hadn't... Yeah, they're I basically... I hadn't realized how purposeful it was. They're creating haters... And thus getting people who love this to double defend it. And both will go. Because one wants to complain about it, and one wants to defend it. Yeah, it's like, yeah, You're I, creating an an audience through controversy, and that's fucking gross. Yeah, th- yeah, guys, this is a way to get people to see your movie, but it's like, it's, it's the it's most evil way. It's a shitty thing to do. If there is an evil way to advertise, you found it. Yeah, no, it's it's the. I mean, there are several It's deplorable to, to do that to, to fans. Because, you know what, yeah. do, Disney has a fan base that is rabid, and I am rabid, twenty. I am almost twenty-seven years old. Yeah, I, I'm just tired of it not being fun anymore. Everything's politics. I, that's the thing. Just like, give me a fucking movie, you lazy asses. I feel like they've gotten too big for their britches, and when they do that, they start pissing off their yeah. own fans. And that's why I'm tired of the reboots. I'm just. I don't need a live-action everything. Just. Do what you do and do it good. Go Bill Withers, man. I also miss two D <laughs> animation. Yeah, 2D 2D animation's gorgeous. Oh, you see, I mean, there's parts in this movie where you'll see little minor problems, and it's 
fine. It almost adds to it. It's it's fine. Like there's a shot where Ariel, I think it's the kiss the girl, where she she, kind, she has her head down and she kind of does this and looks up. And she looks different. She her face looks like her sister's faces. Yeah, very stretched. And there's also another shot where like they're doing her reflection in the water, and in her reflection there's like a gap, like she's wearing a ponytail. Her hair isn't a half pony, not a full pony. Yeah, yeah, it's a little weird. But it's 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 cute. Like I don't mind any of it. It's yeah. There's something I don't okay. CGI movies can look very, very pretty. Yep. And I, I'm not going to say, like, stop doing them. But can't we also have 2D animation back? Seriously. Please. When it went away, I was like, okay, they're going to do this for, like, 20, 30 years. They're going to realize people are nostalgic for 2D and miss it. And then they're going to have both because why wouldn't you? I mean, why would you just get rid of an entire department when you have that much? If they have enough money to keep buying all of the companies that they are buying, the they could have kept their goddamn 2D animation department. Yeah. I don't need a new Marvel movie every year. Frankly, you're overworking the small number of VFX workers we have at all. 2D animators aren't being utilized for no, anything anymore. There's nothing. Use them. Hire them. Honestly, oh my god. There is very little coming out with Marvel and Star Wars that I'd give two shits about. Andor yeah. is really good. Because it's all too close together. Yeah. I think half of Marvel's, I, a lot of Marvel was like the hype to go see the movie. Yeah, there's they they're ruining the blockbuster experience. Like I because they're putting out a blockbuster every other month. Exactly. Like I remember waiting all winter for summer because that's when all the badass movies were coming out. It was like. We're going to see Independence Day. Why? Because I want to see shit blow up. And it's like and you, I don't want to see shit blow up in every fucking movie. And it's it's like, boring. Yeah, you think that it's 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 something like, oh, yeah, yeah, I want all of the options all of the time of year. I'm not here to tell you what you want, but also, like, I no, you don't. No. Trust me. No. No. They're trying to make something, something for everyone rather than just making an excellent product. There is something so exhausting about having this many choices all the time. Mm -hmm. yeah. I have ADHD. I get choice paralysis regularly. I will just sometimes not choose something because there's so much happening. I won't go see a movie because how can I get, how can I start looking forward to a movie when 50,000 different films are demanding my attention at once? And they're all similar. Yeah. They're all similar. They're all... Like, it, now when I get excited about a movie, because I'm, like, I'm looking at it, I'm going, this is different. <laughs> I love how this became, like, a Disney hate show. Well, because, okay, it's not the Disney hate no, show. No, we're, we are nostalgic for what made Disney so fucking great before they got too big for their britches. And you this guys made all your money off of something, doing something well. Yeah. Maybe you should consider yeah. doing that thing again. Because you know what? No one does 2D anymore. You know what will happen if you do a 2D movie? You will blow People minds. People flock to it. There are kids I mean, okay, who no. have not seen a cell animation. People do 2D movies. They don't get put in theaters. No. They they don't. I mean, I would... And, and draw things differently. Have different characterizations of things. You know, like... I don't know. They're just... They're, everything's so sanitized and dull and I just boring. Also, like, and, some uh, of the classic animators had years left in them. Like, Glenn Keane is still alive. Yeah. Glenn Keane did... I, yeah. Glenn Keane did Tangled. Yeah. And, like, his art is beautiful, and Tangled and that, is beautiful. That was CGI, though, right? It was. Yeah. But he did the concept art in 2D, and it was just as gorgeous. And my point is that, like, he had 2D animating years left in him, and I feel like we just kind of let that talent, like... Languish. Languish, because we were like, all right, we're doing CGI now. And I, I'm not saying, like, what he did after wasn't worth it, but it's just, yeah. like, it feels like some kind of tragedy, like, loss that we didn't get more things that looked like The Little Mermaid, I that mean, looked like Tarzan. I look at the last movie they did was Princess and the Frog. Gorgeous. That I is saw one that of the movie most, in theaters five times. That 
bad guy design, the villain design in that. Oh, Dr. Keith David, Keith David was perfect. That was a perfect Disney. There's a scene where he's walking in front of wallpaper and it and you see skeletons whenever his shadow hits yes. the wallpaper. Yes. It's just so fucking, It's well done. It is gorgeous. I mean, the story was okay. I I, I thought the story was all right. I don't I really remember I saw it so long ago. Movie. It didn't stick with me, but what stuck with me was the look. I need to rewatch it cuz I did I I remember liking it. I just I don't know the the whole Prince thing was weird. The Prince thing was weird. He was kind of a he was kind of a weak character. I no, I actually love Naveen. Yeah, I actually I thought think he was just kind of like a whatever. I like him because they let the Prince be like a lazy goof, but then they let him improve. Yeah, he's kind of like Eric, but he's not a jerk. But like Eric's not a jerk. No, no, no I meant I mean Eric's yeah. not a jerk. He's kind of like Eric, but like a little bit of an asshole. Like, like you said, Eric's a himbo in this. Eric's a himbo and not at all a womanizer. And Naveen is very much a no. Womanizer. He's he is a he's a teenage boy. Who doesn't know how to hit on women? I think he's supposed to be about twenty or twenty-one. Actually, he's like a ten who doesn't know he's a ten. Because he's a little prince, and he might be depressed because his parents are dead. That's like loosely implied. I yeah. don't know. They're like, you can't spend all day moping about. You have to get out. And it's clear that like <laughs> they're trying to like set him up with different princesses, yeah. and it's just not going. All right, so let's jam through this movie. Yeah, we, we're kind of there. That's what that's so, the conversation they have on the boat. He. Um, she, is, make, she makes a deal with Ursula. Whoa, we skipped a lot of shit. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because she's in the grotto in. twice. Yeah. She left the grotto the first time, which is where we just were, and we go up, and she finds the boat, and there's fireworks going off. Wow. And it's and she's she sees Eric. Yep. And it's like love at first sight. Like, wow. He's it's his, cute. what, birthday, right? It is his birthday. And they got him a big-ass statue on the boat that he had no idea was on that boat the yes, whole time. Yes, which I... Man, look under a tarp. So corny. It was such a corny statue with him with the shield and the... Oh, it was so I bad. I mean, look at his face. He thought so, too. Yeah, he he's like, not no, like that statue. That's gross. Which is one of, one of the many things I love about Eric. Look, you can say that, like, they didn't give Disney princes a personality until Aladdin. And, okay, that's kind of true. Like, the Beast kind of had one of its aggression, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Eric doesn't have much of a personality, but the little bits they show are just so cute. His energy matches Ariel's to a T. Yeah. Because they're both just kind of dum-dums, but they're sweethearts. They're dum-dums in the way that they're just kind of floating through life. Exactly, because... They're, Which I can, I can relate he's a prince, to. She's a princess. They don't have to do shit all day if they really don't want to. It's like watching <laughs> The Bachelor. Yeah, yeah, kind of. He's um, just like, he, he likes laughing. He likes adventure. He's a he loves his dog. <laughs> he likes playing music. He's just a, he's like a boyfriend that a teenage girl would make on paper. Yeah. Like one pre-sexual awakening. Yeah, I Like could, he's I very totally see clean that. cut. He's a little effeminate, but he's still kind of a dude. Yeah. You know, because he, he got that good hair. <laughs> he reminds me of Will. <laughs> oh, that's funny. So, um, Sebastian rats her out because he got put in charge of watching her. Well, yeah. He got to be the babysitter. He, King Triton just decided, you know what? You are the court composer. You're yeah. very distinguished. But because you're talking shit, you're now my <laughs> daughter's babysitter. Which is so ill-advised. I just read music, man. <laughs> this is bullshit. Also, if you ever met a composer, don't trust them with your children. Oh, no. His brains are all over the place. They're just like ping pong balls. Jordan swears that. Like, he's like, oh, one day I'm going to babysit your kid. We're going to have a great time. I'm like, I'm going to wait until they're <laughs> old enough to like tell you you left like the stove on. Or, or when you have a kid. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Everything's better now where it's wet. <laughs> Take it from me. 
I can't believe in all these years you never. I heard it. You, but you never think about I, it that way. No, I think about it that way. Everybody's made that joke. You said it's probably the most dirty line in Disney history, and you might be right. I think it is, and I love every second of it. I love that line. That line is so funny. I had never clocked that it might actually be the dirtiest. Under the water. Everything's better down where it's wetter. There's really, yeah, there's not a whole lot of other ways. Take to... it from me. It's so gross. You have claws, Sebastian. I guess he's a crab. <laughs> uh, so Triton hates humans. Yeah. So like Ariel saves a human. From... Did humans kill her mother? Yeah. Okay. I, I had a feeling. I had a feeling. In the third movie, I can I can tell this spoiler because nobody ever watches this one. Anyway. <laughs> no one ever. In the third it. movie, it's it's shown in flashback that her mother, when Ariel was like five, um, okay. she also liked collecting little trinkets and human things, and she kept them in a little bag. And one day, her her little bag was caught between a rock, and she went and tried to get it, and she was crushed by a pirate ship. Oh, it's very okay. important to note that they are pirates. Disney was like, it's the bad humans. Yeah. So he finds her little cove, her grotto. Her grotto. After she saves Eric, we we've glossed over the part where like oh, yeah. the, the ship catches goes, fire. How did it go up? Hurricane a coming, and then lightning, that, that's lightning strikes lightning the mast. Hit, lightning hit the boat. It's a whole problem. And they he got has to fireworks back. on the boat. He goes back to save his dog. His Max. foot gets stuck. Fireworks blow up. Ariel saves him from drowning. She takes him to the beach. What would I give to live where you are? It becomes very clear to Sebastian that she has fallen deeply in love with him. His mouth drops open and Scuttle closes it, which you were like, ah, see? I love that part where he's just like, huh? I love those moments in animation. You can't do that in live action. It's going to look fucking stupid. They shouldn't try. Um, but that's the problem. That's what's so charming about these movies. Right. Are the, the character designs. Right. And they're, they just, the Lion King took all that beautiful artwork and said, here's a nature documentary with some music in it. They did Go fuck yourself. They did Cinderella well, and I think the reason they did Cinderella well was that it wasn't overdone. Because Cinderella not, as a movie was never overdone. They should really, the ones they should be redoing live action are... Are the human-based ones. Not only the human-based ones, but the old ones. The yeah, ones the ones plots, nobody really gives a shit about anymore. The ones whose plots need a little bit of an update. Yeah, I mean, Cinderella really doesn't have much to it either. They kind of did Sleeping Beauty with Maleficent. Are they? I might have heard that they're doing a, a straight-up Sleeping Beauty one, but that might have just been a rumor. I have no idea. Like that one they could do. I've never seen Sleeping Beauty. I never watched that one. I, You know what? I, I'll keep that on the back burner. I, I remember would... the, the character design of her looked dope, though. Yeah, it does. That when she turns into the big-ass dragon or whatever, and yes. you get that green fire. That's that movie, right? Yeah. Yeah. I We should watch that sometime. I'll keep it on the back burner. It's not, like, my favorite. In fact, sometimes during the pandemic, I would put it on just so I could fall asleep. Yeah. I, I want to watch some of the old, like, weird ones that no one... Like, Fox and the Hound. I like, will, that 60s era. I will not era. watch that one. Why? That is so sad. Yeah, That's one sad. of the saddest Disney movies they ever oh. made. <laughs> well, you know Kurt Russell's in that movie? I think he plays the puppy. Back when he was a Disney kid. That's so cute. Yeah, I think that's who he plays. I'm pretty sure. I'm, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure Kurt Russell's a voice in that. That's adorable. Because he was like, they, there's that rumor that Kurt Russell was, um, Walt Disney's last words were Kurt Russell. It's like this great, and Kurt Russell has been like, yeah, everybody at Disney tells me that all the time. It's really weird. And it, it could just be an apocryphal, like, fun story, but... They, they say that his last words were Kurt Russell. That might be my last words. That man's Kurt a gem. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to be with like my friends and family. And they're like, D did you have any anything you want to tell us? Snake Plissken was awesome. Kurt Russell. <laughs> I just die. <laughs> 
I can. That's a that's a good death. Kurt Russell. <laughs> why would why would his last words be Kurt Russell? Because he was like one of his number one actors back in the day. He was like big in Disney movies. Why would you be thinking about him when you were dying of what throat cancer? I have no idea. Probably. Just being a racist, I don't know. <laughs> I've heard stories about the old didn't it? Yeah, well. Ugh. But Song of the South did come out. Mm-hmm. I think I've seen parts of that. It's re- it was really hard to find back in the day. Actually, the bu- I had the book of the Brer Rabbit, and reading it like it was like one of those golden books for kids. I just went on the fucking ride. And it was I was like, wow, this book is and racist when you when when you look at it from modern eyes holy shit i had no idea when i went on that ride at disney world like i was like okay this is the log flume ride i've really been looking yeah. forward to this and we went through the storybook and as like i heard people online going it's racist how could a ride be racist and i was like yeah how bad could it there's be there's literally a character like called the, the tar baby in I the mean, back of ooh. my head i don't think the tar baby's on the ride anymore no they took that off but I, it was in my book right and i didn't understand the joke because i was five of course and then years later it was explained to me and i was like part of my childhood is literally a nightmare i felt so horrible about it and it's just we're going through it and it's at the end the message is like stay where you are it's better to stay where you're from even where you're from is a briar patch and it's shitty yeah and jesus (laughs) how racist is that (sighs) fuck it was explicit and that was just on the ride i'm glad they're changing it (laughs) tiana deserves it Ooh, that ride will be so much they're changing it to be uh based on the princess and the frog oh yeah, yeah, yeah. and honestly i think that's gonna be so much more fun that'll be cool going through like a swamp yeah you probably i bet they'll paint the uh the guys so you're riding in an alligator like mm, louie that'd be cool that'll look really cool that's not gonna be open for like probably a decade but when it does i'm going back to disney world yeah that'll be a fun ride um, all right, so Triton comes in. He destroys all of her stuff. He do- then he destroys that Eric statue that she's fawning over. Some how the hell did that little fish get that statue? I have always wondered. He got it in the grotto. His, the well, hole there's was a this door. Big. The hole was like this big. Maybe it floated <laughs> and and happened to land exactly. But when she's looking up at the in the grotto, the hole's only like that big. Yeah, it's like a quarter, and she just has a little face in it. I don't know. That's that that that. It's bigger than a quarter. She's able to stick her arm through. It's like this. All right, but still, you're not getting it's a statue. It's not stat- big enough for a statue. You're not getting a two-ton statue of a man. That monstrosity. No. Um, yeah. Ugh. So I don't know how Flounder did that. Yeah, Flounder. Yeah. Her dad goes in and pulls some real racist shit. Just like, oh, he's are you not- out of your senses? He's a human. You're a mermaid, and I understand it's not racist. He's probably like, you don't have compatible body he's parts. He's racist. He's sure. He's racist. The point is, to the eyes of a child, he's being an asshole. Yeah. And Ariel is like, Daddy, I don't care. I love him. Which sounds cheesy now, but it felt very profound when I was a child. And then he just takes his trident, starts lightning everything in that room, just and blows all her shit up. Some real, like, abuse level shit, honestly. My parents would never. He has that moment where he turns around and he's just like, what did I do? He realizes what he did immediately. He fucked up hard. Which is like, your heart goes out to him because it's almost like, and this is kind of a reflection of, like, parenting, I think. Yeah. That it's like, parents, a lot of the times, especially when I was younger, I feel like got told that things that felt wrong would be good for their children. Like, there was that whole thing where it's like, oh, fervorize the baby. Just let it cry itself to sleep. Yeah. Yes, that does teach a child to self-soothe. However, it will also give them attachment issues for their entire life. Yeah. As we've all learned. So. So, I, it's just yeah. like, it's that, it's showing that, like, the parents were the victim of this train of thought, too. Mm-hmm. 
And it's just sad to watch. Yeah, I mean, every generation learns a little bit more. Of course, so, of course. So, you know. Everybody, uh, every generation also says, oh, I'll fuck up my kids in my own special way, which is true. <laughs> I've hear, heard it on every sitcom. Yep. Um, so, it, at this point, she, this is where... Um, this is where she's crying alone. She what are those two things called? Flotsam and Jetsam. Flotsam and Jetsam. The electric eels. Ursula's little little. Were friends. they electric eels or were they supposed to be um, barracuda? I think Maybe they were, they're barracuda. They're, I love the eyes. I thought they were eel. The eyes. One's bright glowing yellow and the other one's muted white. And they put them together for and them they, to like show you something. Yeah. I didn't realize that was, like, that was a, a male and a female actor doing those. I thought they were both men. Just because of that bar. I've literally never thought about the genders of these eels in my life. <laughs> I was just looking through the cast list and I'm like, oh, I that was a female doing that voice. That was a good voice. I just realized. Like, yeah. I, it's, I was like, yes, those are non-binary eels. Continue. <laughs> non-binary <laughs> eels. Um, so they kind of are the, you know, the uh, panic and the other one. They're, they're very much pain and panic, but yeah. they're not uh, they're idiots. Tr- yeah, they're tricking Ariel into meeting Ursula saying like, she can get anything you want. great powers. <laughs> oh my god, Golem. Thank you. <laughs> and Ursula, she sells the 16-year-old girl on legs. Yeah. She's like, I can give you legs, you're going to give me your voice, or I'm going to turn you into one of these I'm magic nose goblins. Woman. I haven't got all day, it won't cost much, just your voice. That, those little, I call them the magic nose goblins. The ones that look oh. like little, that she turns mermen and mermaids into little boogers. I always called them like little seaweed creeps. They, if you ever watch Ren and Stimpy, Stimpy has these things, he just picks his nose and puts it under a table. Ew. And he collects boogers. And there's one episode where they come to life and talk. They literally look just like those. It's. I'll show it to you later. It's hilarious. I don't want you to show that to me. <laughs> I'll so never funny. be able to unsee it. Please don't show me that. Right, man. Don't show me that. <laughs> so, I know I showed you the Eight Legs comic. Ariel needs legs. If you haven't seen it, like look it up at your own bizarre. will. I know I showed you that without your consent. <laughs> but I am telling you. What did you think of that, by the way? I have to reread it. I think I think I was like, in the middle of getting lunch at the time. I didn't really pay attention. But I read half of it, and I was just like, this is fucked up. But the funny part of this <laughs> is... He's playing the flute, and then Ariel goes, oh, I can't not fuck him. She rips <laughs> off the dress, and, like, she's got eight legs. But does she have eight other things? And then he's talking to Grimsby, and he's like, what do you want? She, you like this girl, right? She wants your hot prince body. What's the problem? He's like, eight legs. And then Grimsby's lighting his pipe, and he goes, seven vaginas. <laughs> so I was right. <laughs> so gross. Oh, God. Where are we in this movie? So Not here. She gets her legs. Although that is a good question. Although Ursula gives her legs while there's still, like, a couple fathoms under the ocean. Yeah. You want to wait till we're at the surface, honey, so I don't die mm-hmm. on my first day as a human. Although you said so I don't get the she bends. Get the, get and then the I bends. realized she can't get the bends. She can't get the bends. These are brand new lungs. She uh, <laughs> She doesn't have any oxygen in there yet. Um, so she goes to the service. She's butt-ass naked, That's except true. for the top. They do disguise it very cleverly. That was... I was kind of shocked. I was like, I do not remember her being naked. And th- she's, like, getting up her hairs in all the right places. Uh, yes. Mermaid and, hair. Oh, yes. Yeah, she had hair down there. Whoa. No, that was gross. You said, <laughs> when we were watching the hey, movie... I got two, I got two heads of hair. You said... Now she has two heads of hair in reference to the dingle hopper. Yeah. I forget exactly how you said it, but yes, you oh, did. Oh, it was gross. Um, yeah, we got gross in the middle of this movie. So It's a good question. Does she it, know what to do with that? She know what to do with anything? She's going to see Eric's eventually and be like, 
oh shit, what am I supposed to do with that thing? Like, Ariel had to go through sex ed. I mean, I guess all the women of this era, we've watched Bridgerton, had to go through sex ed, like, as they had sex for the first time. So I guess it's not that weird. Still, (laughs) she was a fish, like, a month ago. They probably had to wait a while. Yeah, right. Um, And I was wondering... Do worm people lay eggs, or is it a live birth? There's a lot of uh, online <laughs> fan fiction about this. Uh, I don't want to know. Please don't tell me. I, I was on Tumblr for long enough that I just got bits and pieces. Uh, people have different theories, is all I'll say. Sounds good. Theories. So where were we? Um, we were talking about eight legs and no, being gross. No, we were past that. <laughs> we were past the seven vaginas. So... He takes her in. She's wearing kind of like a, I think it's an old piece of like a sail. Yeah. She's wearing a canvas. She looks like a maniac. They take her in. She can't talk. It looks sensational. She's like, it was weird having her not have a voice. It was so strange. Like, and Eric's just like, oh, okay. You don't. Eric, you dumbass. He's like, oh, you can't speak. Then you couldn't be who I thought. When she clearly just tried to talk. Like, you couldn't yeah. deduce from that that this happened recently, you goddamn himbo. She's like, I got laryngitis, man. I'm resting my voice. I got, a, are, co- I got a concert in a couple there days. There are so many other excuses you could have come up with. Yeah, so... Follow-up questions, man. He takes her back to the castle. They give her... Mrs. Poole gives her a bath. And um, they get her this, like... If Eric's looking for a girl, I know a couple of highly available ones right here. And Sebastian's just kind of the eyes and ears, just trying to, like, be her Jiminy Cricket. Just scuffling around. He's Jiminy Cricket. Yeah. That's basically what he... He's, he's a forced to be Jiminy Cricket in this movie. Because she's a she's a 16-year-old dumbass who doesn't... Who's literally... She might as well be on another planet. Ariel's very smart, <laughs> but the, the thing is, she's very smart... She's in, flighty. ...in a way that's dangerous for teenagers she's, to be. Yeah, she's flighty. She, she, she doesn't have a whole lot of self-preservation instinct going yeah, on. Yeah, she just rushes into shit and doesn't think about, like... She, she, she's the kid that gets, she almost gets hit by a car. She is headstrong. That that is her big one of her yeah. biggest personality traits. <clears throat> and this is also one of the first princesses they wrote. I've written many many essays about this in college and in high school, I think also. But yeah, she was one of the first Disney princesses who they let be flawed. Uh, all the other ones were kind of just these perfect examples of like sweet young girls. Yeah. Whose like only flaws were the situations they were in, more or less. Or the people in their life were ruining them. Yeah, and Ariel. Makes for whatever she makes her own mistakes. Oh, Arrow fucks up royally. She makes a she makes a deal at the age of sixteen. Signs a contract that like you're basically gonna become a booger person if if you don't kiss this dude. And it has to mean it. Like yeah. it can't just be like you kiss him. Ah, I got my legs. No, you have to get him to fall in love with your ass. Yeah, like it's a whole thing. It's, it's which not for nothing. Can't be that hard. She's a, she's a dish. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry, you need someone to fall in love with me? I mean, that's probably what she was thinking. Yeah. Okay, fine. Three days to make this guy fall in love with me? Whatever, I and can do it. Like, the the kiss the girl thing is another great... Any All all of his, his numbers are great. Sebastian has the best numbers in this movie. That's actually true. He does. He really has the best numbers. They further the story pretty well. <laughs> Who's playing? Oh, my God, it's not. It's David Diggs. Uh, no, I'll tell you who it is. No, it's... it is. And not in this one. In the live action one. Oh, uh, wh- wh- how do I know that name? Uh, he was in Hamilton. Thank you. I had to think about it. And Samuel E. Wright played yeah. Sebastian. Yes. No, I'm talking um, in what? The musical. Yeah. In the movie, not the musical. Although I do love the musical also. In the movie, uh, it's going to be David Diggs. Okay. Yeah. So that'll be fine. That'll be good. Yeah. I think. He's, he's, I'm sure he'll be fine. I mean, it's it's just a voice anyway. It's just you got that great singing. No, but I'm saying. <laughs> 
it's bro. not it's not like Melissa McCarthy where you're gonna you see. You don't her. also have to get the look, but also yeah. he's a crab, so it, it they're would, gonna design him however the hell they want. Yeah, you know, and they um so they are now kind of dating. It's day two. They're in a rowboat. And this, and that's when you get the kiss the girl. He's whispering in the kids' ear, like, dude, make a fucking move already because this girl gonna lose her leg. You Bro, got, you are uh, leaning away when she's leaning he, in. She goes for it, and he, nah, I gotta row my boat. Eric <sighs> has commitment issues. I, I don't know what his problem is, honestly, but he has major commitment issues. Honestly, I don't even know what's that. I think some dudes just take a little time to make a move because. He might just be a nice guy, and he's just like, oh, man, I don't know if I'm ready for this right now. Yeah, but I think Eric actually has and commitment issues. He's also not on a time restraint. Yeah. She is like, no, I got to get this done. He's like, let's, let's date a little bit. Relax. But we're we're going to have dinner in like an hour. If you look at the uh, like what Grimsby has clearly gotten so tired of, it's like they keep presenting him with women, and yeah. he's like not giving them the time of day. Nah, that's so true. you get the feeling that Eric wants to be free and like out on the sea and not tied down. He's a prince. He wants to party and get it done. Have a good have a good time at sea. Get I'm not wrong with that. I guess he marries a fish. <laughs> so there you go. It all worked out. So they're um, they don't get their kiss. No, because Flotsam and Jessam fucking flipped the boat over. That Was it them who did it? Yeah. Oh, I missed that. You see afterwards, they're like laughing and like shaking fans. <laughs> Ooh, that was hurting. Yeah, uh, that me too. <laughs> they have kind of a cute little scene that you were saying with the window. Where he's outside playing his flute. All right, jamming, I'll tell the story again. And then she's at a window in her pajamas and they both kind of like, hey, what's when up? When Will and I were in college... Um, before we were dating, um, we had our dorms we discovered were actually across from each other. Um, and I could see like his window from my window. And this really didn't, we just kind of thought it was a funny thing. Like when we were laughing back from play rehearsal one night, like, oh, ha, ha, that's so funny. He actually lived <laughs> in the room next to my room from the year before, which oh, yeah. was how he figured it out. Um, and then the one night I was rolling down my shade. And he was rolling down his shade, and we saw each other, and he kind of waved just like that, and I waved back, and I I died, and I wasn't supposed to like him, but it it kind of it 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 was it was a downhill slide after that. And I was in the courtyard going, you got to kiss the girl. <laughs> did, did you hear that? No, I'm having a, didn't I'm having happen, an issue. <laughs> didn't happen until I, it, it's been five years now almost. There you go. So oh, it's been five years since college. <laughs> it's longer than that for me, kiddo. Four. <laughs> I just, I also, somebody the other day pointed out that 2014 was eight years. Oh my God, I was playing trivia last night with some, like, a couple of old friends from high school mentioned that it was, like, 2014 was eight years ago. I was like, are we coming up on our 10-year reunion in a couple years? No shit. <laughs> we wrote a play about that, guys. That's going to be weird. <laughs> That's meta as hell. So they have their little thing with Bobber. Triton is looking for her everywhere. He's, He's like, got her what points have I done? And when I was like daughter. a little kid and like I'd be mad at my parents and I'd be like, I'm going to run away. I, that's how I always like, I'd be like, and they'd be so sad like King Triton and the Little Mermaid be like, what have I done? Yeah, you shouldn't have yelled at me that much. So is this the point where Ursula makes herself look like a cute brunette? Yeah, because... Eric is like playing the flute all sad. No wait. She hypnotizes him. Yeah. She 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 Eric's playing the flute all sad and then Grimsby comes up and he's like, "You know, much better than any any fantasy girl is a real one of flesh and blood and right before your fucking eyes. Would you turn to the right for the love of God, man?" Show so, it to her already. He God does. damn. <laughs> He looks at her 
and she's brushing. She's 16. I know. She's brushing her hair. It was a different time. I I actually also don't know how old Eric is. Like, at all. I think he's supposed to be, like, 20. But it's, it's, I mean, they make him broad enough. I truly don't know how old this guy is. Anyway, he throws his flute into the ocean, his little penny whistle, and he's about to go to Ariel and maybe propose to her. I don't really know what the determined walk is about. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, ah, it's Vanessa. It's fucking Ursula in disguise. It's the sea witch in disguise walking down the beach. Vanessa. (laughs) Fuck you, Vanessa. Vanessa. (laughs) And she hypnotizes Eric. Yep, and then they're getting married the next day. Good morning, Ariel is greeted, and like Scuttle's like, I heard the prince is getting married, congrats. And she's like, oh, he must be about to ask me. I'll just run downstairs. And that's when you get the CGI stair shot. And yes, that I always liked. And then her heart is broken because he's found the woman of his dreams, and yeah. she has no idea what's going on. Nah, no, nah, it was it's a sad little moment. And then, I'm, I'm watching the birds. That's the oh, I was watching the camera. Um, the, uh, so they're having the ceremony on the ship. Yeah, and the ship, he said the wedding ship dis- departs at sunset, which the is... The wedding ship, they're a wedding high ship. High stakes. <laughs> I love it, the love boat. So they, He would want to get married <clears throat> on a boat. Yeah, of course he would. And then just take off for the honeymoon. And then they realize, and then Scuttle goes for a fly, because he still doesn't know what's going on, and he sees Ursula in the mirror singing to herself. And I really like how Jodie Benson is able to alter her voice to sound more like Ursula. Which, oh, so she that was yeah. Jodie Benson doing that voice too. Ursula, okay, yeah, yeah, Ursula singing she with stole her voice. voice. I didn't but even she, put that together. Sure. Her mix is a lot harder. She goes through her nose more. It's a very like cool, subtle vocal trick she does as a, as a fellow singer. I yeah. appreciate it a lot. And so they... Um, they decide we gotta. Bride, I'll make my dear I'll look divine. Anyway, we gotta attack this chick, and yeah. they wreck the. He gets like pelicans. Stole the wedding. All the fish and everybody. He's like, we gotta go get get this son of a bitch. Yep. And they go and they start throwing her into a cake and doing all the bouncing her on a seal's butt. And now this, has she turned Triton yet? In no, the little not yet. booger monster. So not yet. So what happens next is there's a there's a scuffle. Ariel finally climbs her way up the boat because her legs might not be good for swimming, but man, does she have arm strength oh, for she got days? That, she got that core strength, man. She just she did the rope climbing she gym class. She swims every day. Yeah, <laughs> she is in Phelps shape. She she would have passed gym class just fine. That 16 year old girl. Anyway, she finally manages to get up to the boat just as Max bites Vanessa right on the butt and cute. Scuttle pulls the voice clear and it breaks on the floor and it just shatters and it goes right into her and suddenly Eric's eyes are unclouded and Ariel's speaking and he's like, Ariel? And he sees everything and she's like, Eric, I wanted to tell you and I'm like, Ariel, shut the fuck up. The sun is actively setting. Kiss this fool. Kiss the fucking girl. <laughs> and then um, he he doesn't in time and she turns into a fish and I love the I love shot. It's almost like the sun just went down as they're kissing. It was just like, whoop. The, love the shot and like he's in his arms and she like kind of melts to the ground because that's what you do when your legs disappear and then they're just kind of staring at each other like <laughs> you could literally freeze that and play that sound and it would make sense like they're just like what the f-? it's pretty excellent oh man because like what, uh, the girl you're dating just turned into a fish before your eyes <laughs> I don't want to be only part girl. <laughs> the other one. <laughs> so, so then stupid. Ursula, real cup, just crawl the ring style. I didn't like that. I, I, I always, wanted to see her little like legs go crazy and just look intimidating. Her legs are going in the background. I know, but I wanted her kind of to be 
higher than oh. everybody. She just kind of curls up on her grabs and just like, we're going to the ocean, girl. I think she's low for a reason. I feel like the low crawl is an indication of how desperate she's gotten. Well, she's not, it, yeah. She doesn't have her confident swagger anymore. Her plan's gonna run. And she's on land. Yeah. Which I'm sure she's not, she doesn't do very often. She also, probably her arms are just stronger. She also does yeah. arm day every day. So she turns... That's she, she grabs Ariel, drags her into the ocean. Sebastian ran to get King Triton yeah. while Scuttle was getting the and Flounder while Scuttle was getting uh, the the distractions ready. Yeah. He's like Ursula, stop! And then he tries to change it, and she's like, "Ha ha! The contract's legal and binding because I guess magic doesn't work against legal contracts, which should tell you everything you need to know about Disney right now." Yeah, magic doesn't work against legal contracts. <laughs> I love that. I love your face right now. <laughs> so that's when Triton's like, But I was always a girl with an eye for a bargain. And he puts his name on the contract. Instead. Th- in that baller font. It is a nice signature. It's a signature. nice signature. It's like, Triton, what do you want? And she gets the crown. He she turns gets into his, a seaweed man. He turns into a little booger monster. And... Ariel gets turned. She never get. Does she get turned into a booger monster? No. no. She almost does. Almost does. That's and then right. it swirls over to King Triton. And stuff. That's right. And so now she turns into a giant. Yes. And she's like, Oh wait, not yet. Mine. Not yet, because Eric comes in with the harpoon and he's aiming and he almost kills Ursula, but he does kill Flotsam and Jetsam. That was awesome. When no. you just see them turn into he dust. Doesn't. He doesn't. He misses. They pull Eric down. Ariel's like. Fuck this! No, Ursula's about to destroy him. She moves it a little bit, and she she, she Ursula sh- kills Flash. She and shoots him with a trident. And yes, Matt. that was. And she just stands there, and their My bones, poor little poops, their little bones fall into her hand, and she's just like, I'm like Disney, way to be ballsy. And then she gets so mad that she inks. Uh, and she, she becomes well, she giant. gets hit in the arm with the trident, with the harpoon gun, and she inks blood. Yes, <laughs> it's so gross. But then she she just turns the water to ink, and she yep. grows large. And then she starts creating whirlpools and just trying to fuck people and up in general. Got- that third act Disney villain fight that I crave in Disney movies Truly that they don't give us anymore. The classic. I loved it. They got the green going. They're doing. They're doing everything Disney's known for being great at. Yes. And. How do they kill Ursula? Eric, for all of his himboness. Yeah. While Ariel, Ariel is like helpless in the ground, he finds one of the sunken ships that she has dredged up from the surface and grabs on and climbs up so he does not skip arm day either. No. Which we saw at the beginning. Well, he, he, was was, able to, he was yoked out. He was able to take the helm from the guy, the captain who couldn't steer it. Um, and he just steers this ship directly into Ursula's body. He jaws four to Ursula. Full metal. He, j- he jaws four when the shark just jumps up and gets caught on the boat. And he jumps ship just in time to not <sighs> be dragged down as her many tentacles bring the ship down. It's yeah. Like, it looks, that'll, see, that'll look good live action. Yeah. If they do my Kraken idea, she has to look like a sea monster. Yeah. If it's just Melissa McCarthy with a crown, I'm going to piss myself no. laughing. <laughs> it's going to be the stupidest thing ever. Like, at least fuck with her face or something. Give her, like, big bangs or, I don't know, give her a Cthulhu mouth. I hope that, yeah, I hope that character design is fun. I hope it's terrifying. I hope they don't try to um, uh, Disneyfy it. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm you know s- what I mean. Don't don't neuter this movie. No, no, I, they're going. There's going to be parts that they're going to fuck up royally. They're really. I mean, it's I'm an it's an inevitability. After I saw Be Our Guest, I'm nervous about what they're going to do to Under the Sea because mm. Be Our Guest in Beauty and the Beast, they didn't need to like slow it down that much. Yeah. It's already a showstopper number. And they wanted that. You were worried they're going to take songs out. I heard that Kiss the Girl isn't going to. That be is it. bullshit. That's. 
Yeah. Fuck you, Disney. If you do that, no balls. I don't care what your reason is. If you're adding songs in, don't Don't. take out one of the iconic ones. Are they adding songs again? I think so. Fuck you. Those songs always suck. I think it's tradition. I think they all... Jasmine's songs were terrible in Aladdin. They might be adding songs from the musical. Okay. Which I wouldn't hate because actually the songs in the musical are very, very good. They did a very good job. Alan Menken did a very good job of taking the core melodies. Like that um, jig that plays when you hear Eric on the boat. Mm -hmm. They slow that down and they kind of make make it his love song to Ariel while he's teaching her how to dance. It's sweet. Okay. So if they add those songs, I won't be mad. But like, don't take out Kiss the Girl. Kiss the Girl's a classic. And like some people online were like, oh, it's because of the implications. You what know, implications? Like, he is not going for it. There is no threat you don't of want violence to teach against young, women in that whole scene. Whoever says that's an idiot. You don't want to teach young boys that it's like, oh, but boy, she wants to do it too. There's no way to ask but her. But they literally, it's he's just, literally looking at her and she's like, dude, come here. And she's just, he's just like, <laughs> I gotta roll the boat. If dude. you believe that, dude, it's just, you're being rage baited. Yeah, this no. was not a situation where that was a there problem. There is not a moment of threat there and not for nothing, there are a lot of animals that would fuck Eric up if he tried anything too bad. That's also a thing. It's just like, it's... <sighs> Oh, man. I'm not going to tell you that on paper you're wrong because you're technically not. Well, no, she's she's the one making the move. In that whole scene, she tries right. twice and he, right. he's like, no. The online argument they're going to give is that it's not in the lyrics and the lyrics of the song are the problem. But like, look, Well, it's dude. because he's trying to be convinced to kiss the girl because the girl wants to be goddamn kissed. It's the circumstances <laughs> of the story. You know Ariel wants to be kissed. This is not something we need to... They're on yeah. a date. This is not something There's we need a, to worry you gotta about. You got to make a first move some point. It's it's they're in and love. And also they're it's a love. kiss. I know consent is a big deal, but if somebody kisses you when you're on a date and it was like a moment where you didn't want to kiss yet, that's not a crime. That's just a It's just it's, you read the room it's wrong. It's a small misread. It's yeah. not even like sexual assault really, I don't no. think. He's not, he's been like taking care I mean, of you this could girl. Call it that, but you'd kind of be a dick for it. He like got her new clothes, cleaned her up, like helped this girl. He does no clue who the hell she is. Like, she's yeah. some homeless chick. It's not like it's owed to him, but kiss the girl isn't like No, I'm saying he's just a good dude. Yeah. He He's just a damn good human being, and like I never once. When you said that to me, I never it's just once. Like the thought wouldn't have occurred to me. I never thought he was a threat to her whatsoever. If anything, she's hounding that ass. It's kind of inventing <laughs> problems, is all I'm yeah. saying. And if that's the actual reason they removed it, I'm really then disappointed. You're, then you're all dating wrong. I'm sorry, you're dating wrong. I, I don't think there's anything wrong with like, can I kiss you? In certain situations, I think that's cute, but, but like, it has to fit the personality of the person doing it. But at the same time, do you, do you ever just want that impromptu kind of like you know it's cool? You give them like the yeah it's cool like yeah. You, you don't, the first kiss you don't always have to. It usually doesn't I'm come well with words. I'm aware of this. It's just like people are really really sensitive to like what we show to children, ah, which I shouldn't silly. be rolling my eyes at. But like it's. Trust, trust children enough to understand the context. Yeah, no. If it's written innocently, if it's not written to be creepy, and it's yeah. not written with, like, the background of, like, something... Because it's different when you look at something, it's like, ah, this was steeped in a creepy culture. That's not this. Like, what Jafar does is atrocious. What, um, what, the, what was the other movie we watched? Um, You're not talking about Aladdin. Aladdin. Um, he literally puts her in a goddamn bikini at one point, makes yeah. her look like Slave Leia. I mean, Jesus Christ. And, like, he's the villain, so that's also clearly being portrayed as a problem. But that's that's abuse. And he's an old man. That's abusive. This is a first date that just got awkward. Yeah. That's, there's not. It is the most innocent fucking thing in the world. It's and like, I, I, I'm done. I'm done talking about it. Yeah. And <laughs> plus, I don't even know if that's the actual reason or if it's actually being cut. 
I should Google that right I now. Actually, I'm pretty sure that's Googleable. He's de Google. That's and that song's just great. That's just a great number. There you see her. Do you know how many daydream scenarios I set up to that song in high school with different boys? There you go. But um, yeah, so Ursula's dead. Triton gets his body back, and he gets his little uh, trident. Uh, Triton gets his trident. Sorry, and he says, "You know what? I'm giving you legs, honey." I'm oh, giving you your legs no, back. No, it was wrong. It's still in it. We spend all that time talking about it for nothing. The, no, the but we did have a good discussion about how people don't know how to read a room. Yeah, because I have <laughs> heard that conversation before. The reason I was worried about it is, a, is it's a real argument that I have heard from people on the internet, and it makes me and mad. And that would be a reason to get rid of it. Because it's dumb. Yeah, it is dumb. But I'm just saying that if there was a reason, that would be the reason. Mm-hmm. I mean, this movie is... they get Oh, so they get married. They do. They uh, get married. That's, well... We're, we're glossing over a big moment at the end here because she's sitting on a rock as a mermaid again, staring at him. He's like dying on the beach. I don't know, or recovering. Well, yeah. And Triton is like off in the distance, and he look at, looks at Sebastian. He's like, she really does love him, doesn't she? And Sebastian's like, well, it's like I always say, children got to be free to lead their own lives. <laughs> you like, always say that, and it's like a good-natured like elbow and then he does something so nice for her without saying a word and just turns her into a human so that she can be with him and that's like she got a dress on this time oh such a nice dress (laughs) she got a dress on her father wouldn't leave her naked (laughs) yeah he was just like no 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 I I ain't like that crazy witch I want that dress I'm putting a dress on you they go so anachronistic with this dress like it is just a 1980s evening gown oh my god it's sparkly and purple but it's gorgeous yeah no it it was a cool shot and they have their kiss they, have their they wedding. get married they're good to go and there's really honestly like i didn't notice how much this is a father-daughter movie it's until totally a father-daughter the movie. last beat of it is like she like gives her father a hug and she says i love you daddy and like then it's like a whole thing and it's like oh wow and i'm sitting there like hmm i wonder if howard ashman like had feelings about his father yeah. approving or not approving of who he chose to and be he with did, in life didn't he? i'm sure he did no I mean, ha- there was a thing in howard where like his dad did kind of approve of his life after a while, didn't he? Yeah. Because he would take him, like, to do manly shit, like fishing, and he's just like, you're bored? And he's like, I'm bored. Yeah. All right, let's go do something else. So it's like, you know, kind of like that gratitude. Yeah. No, he, he that, was, that was sweet. It was, it's, it's a sweet moment. And, yeah. like, I haven't watched this movie in several years, and it was, like, just, I, I, I'm always focused on the love story. I never noticed the story between Ariel and her dad as it's more funny. than a background thing. What little I knew about it. That was the thing I always kind of... Triton, uh, Triton was one of my favorite characters. I love the design of him. Oh, he's a well-designed he's character. That, he's got that old man dad bod that's still kind of jack but a little fat. I yeah. love it. You see a little little lats, and he, but they're a little fatty. But <laughs> yeah, but it's like, it's, it's he's just, yeah. And they gave him nipples. They gave him nipples. They that gave was brave. big old gnarly nipples they, and I was like good for I you I mean Disney. okay don't over describe they were just circles but <laughs> they were big they were large those were coasters <laughs> King Triton is, is what he's about and he knows he oh, likes yeah. his body and he pops he didn't wear a shirt He's like, I don't even wear shirt. Did any of the mermen wear shirts? No. And I always thought mermen looked weird. I don't know why. It's it's just a weird thing to see a dude with they, a fishtail. They all skipped leg day. Oh, yeah. No. They're all about that cola. But, um, yeah, that's the movie. Trident, they go all the way on the boat. He makes a little a rainbow. rainbow at the end. And it, it looks like a cool, like greeting car you'd get in a gay store or and something then, <laughs> it's really a great picture and then adam asked me but like okay she can return to the sea right and i'm like we have to watch the sequel <laughs> because yes and also no i wrote the sequel 
<laughs> that sequel, Disney did a lot of really shitty sequels Please. in that era. That was not one of them. I liked that movie. Spoil it for me. Tell me Eric gets turned to a merman at some point. No. Fuck. I want that. I kind of wanted that too. I was disappointed that I he did I want to see what that chest looks like. I bet you he's yoked out. Oh, I'm sure he is. He, Enough people have done drawings of he's it. He's got a great body to be if a merman. You really, if you really want to see it, Google like Eric Merman fan art. There will be tons. Have you ever seen Zoolander? No. There's a great scene where he's working. He goes back. He's a mo- male model. And his parent, his father hates him because he's a male model. He's a he's a coal miner. And he goes back home to Those work with his dad. Those two are very different, different. And he's just like a commercial for um, some col- uh, like Aquafina or something comes on. And it's him as a merman. And he's like, water is the essence of wetness. And he swims away. He's like, great. My son's a fucking mer- uh, uh, a fucking fish. He goes, I'm a merman, Pop. A merman. A merman. And it is one of my favorite lines of that movie. And he cries and runs off. I'm a merman, Pop. And it's just Ben Stiller as a fucking merman. Oh, this movie. I liked it. I had a good time with this one. But uh, you got to do the first rating, kid. Oh, this is 11? 11. This, I don't yeah. even know if I had to rate it out loud because I, I told you all this was my favorite it's all movie. Part of, it's all part of the show. It's my favorite movie. I'm, it stars 11. I'm giving it a 9. I'm giving it a very high score. It's not my favorite Disney. That's fair. I respect the shit out of it for what it did for a very important era of Disney history. Yes. Howard Ashman is a boss, and I love that guy, and I miss him dearly. And it, it funded this, along with The Great Mouse Detective, which was what funded this movie, funded the entire Disney renaissance. Like, all the stuff I love from Disney was because of this movie. That's why I... And it was just good. It, it had horrific moments. It had fun moments, thrilling moments, cute moments. I, there's something for everyone, and finally a Disney villain who's just goddamn raw yeah she was they a, didn't do that i loved it i, I love that character I, um ursula's great um yeah i didn't have a problem with this it's not my favorite just because i didn't i don't have the nostalgia for it that most of my like friends growing up did i had a lot of girls who were friends and they all loved this one i was an aladdin guy that was when i saw that i'm like oh disney can do that Holy shit. I always did like a lot. It blew my fucking mind. It was like they finally were talking to me. And I kind of needed that because I'm like, yeah. I don't want Disney princesses all the time. They're great. They're wonderful. Representation is important, but, but like that goes for everyone. Every one of them is about the female. They never write about the male very often. And the fact that they did it in such a great way, really, like, that's why Aladdin, like, Aladdin's an 11 in my book. Like, I, if we ever do Aladdin's show... That would be my 11. But why, why would we do Aladdin on the show? I don't know. I might do a watch along or something. Who knows? That's true. We maybe Look, NSTARS is very YouTube-oriented right now. If you don't follow our YouTube channel yet, uh, you yep. should. Wait, this N-Stars is stupid. Media. I shouldn't be saying this to the camera. I'm saying this to podcast, Mike. I'm going to cut this <laughs> out of the camera part because the thing is, if you're watching this, you're on the YouTube Tell channel. Tell so tell your friends. Yeah. Um, but if you're listening to this, as I turn back to the podcasting microphone, uh, check out our YouTube channel yeah. because we have, uh, you can see our faces. We uh, have a lot of other stuff with uh, other people from the channel. It's just other person and for right now. And stars media with a Z. Yeah, and it's fun. And we do other things together and we tell jokes and I'm going to have a show and Adam's got movie reviews and it's yeah, great. We do fun shit on there. And uh, if you're ever looking for us online, I'm a... Uh, um, what am I? Ad your mock? ad underscore. Your ad under. I always mix it up with my um, my Instagram. That's mock underscore Adam. Oh. And then this is ad underscore, underscore mock on Twitter. And I am spoopity boop. 
Uh, that is spo- like spoops, like the spoopy, like the S P O O P I T Y B O O P. I swear to God, if you are a person who listens to this and you're my age, you probably don't need that much help spelling that because yeah. you understand what the sp- you you probably know what the spoopy meme was. Everybody else is like, is that poop? I didn't, I didn't know what it was. It's just a misspelled Christmas decoration that went oh, viral somewhere that said spoopy great. instead of spooky. That's fun. And then my roommate started calling me spoops. And then it became Spoopity Boop. And that is now my name. Because I love Halloween. This is Halloween. So yeah, follow me on Twitter. You can also follow me on Instagram. That's mel.o with two H's dot dramatic Mm. at Instagram. I love that. We got to start plugging our shit because we're not influencers. That's the wrong word. You can also, if you want to leave a comment, rate, review the show. We will reply. We talk Uh, all the time. We're feedback at madeyouwatchapodcast.com. Yes. So if you want to like, just drop us a line. Tell us a movie you'd like us to do. If you have an idea for a theme month or just something you'd like us to try. Seriously, if you want, like, we respond to Twitter messages pretty frequently. Yeah, we like we having friends. We have friends of the pod. <laughs> Shout out to Bear O'Hare. I think that's your your name right now. And uh, Scooby Douchebag. And a Scooby Douchebag. <laughs> Kevin. Kevin. Yep, we got a bunch of friends. I feel like now that I now that I've named people, I feel bad because I feel like I'm inevitably forgetting someone. But like those are the two that were in the back top of my head right we're now. We're gonna write some down eventually. Yeah, and come there'll on be a show. there'll be a list. We're getting organized. Yeah, we are. <laughs> we're I'm trying. Lying. So next week on the show, we're kind of starting our uh, October's yes. horror films. I was about to call it Oktoberfest, but that's and uh, I chose one. I think I think you're gonna like it. It, I haven't seen it in years. I have all three of them on DVD. So I think it's on freebie right now. It's called Ginger Snaps. And it is a... That sounds like it's about Christmas. It, it is about a girl named Ginger who's going through... <gasps> Does she snap? She's going through some issues with boys in high school while becoming a werewolf. I love this. It's very... It reminds me a bit of like... What, kind of what Turning Red was trying to do a little bit. But with a werewolf. This also sounds like a short story I wrote in college. It's, it's, I, I remember liking this movie quite a bit. I don't know if it holds up. It's, it's, uh, I think it's a 2000 movie. Okay. It's a, it's an older flick, but it's good. It's, I, it, I had a good time with it. Well, exciting. I'm hoping it works out. So next week on the show, we're going to do Ginger Snaps. Happy Halloween month. Happy Halloween. So um, until next time, I've been Adam Ock. I've been Melanie Weir. And we just made you watch a podcast. Kiss the girl. You've been listening to an N-Stars podcast production. 